It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Oh, how's it going? We're just, we're, we're just getting turked, as the kids say, heading into the weekend on, on today's Locked On Coyotes. Yeah. Your Locked On Coyotes, your, your daily Locked On Coyotes, on Arizona your daily Coyotes, podcast on the, the Arizona Coyotes Network, part of your the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes. I want to appreciate you all for tuning in and making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and on the SiriusXM radio app as part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Robin Leonio, your host of today's show. That's Matthew Jacobson right beside me. As we uh, get ready for the weekend, we are excited. You know, the last couple of days... Um, the first couple of days of this week didn't feel so good. Now we've been feeling we've we've been pumped. We're kind of looking at these options. We feel optimistic. We went through and kind of just broke down each of the you know, each of five options. You know, again, there could be more, but each of five options that the Coyotes can build at Matt. Um, and uh, we are going to tell you our top three. Yeah, I mean, look. Everyone kept trying to tell us that you don't have options. You're not. No, you're going. Your options are Houston and and Quebec City. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep selling out your Quebec. junior hockey and bragging about it. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh anytime someone mentions Quebec City. This is dumb. It's just... I mean, you saw what I tweeted earlier this week. I'm like, if you really, if you really believe that Quebec City is going to get a relocated NHL team, you're living in a fairy tale, and you cannot be taken seriously. They, they could get expansion if we go to 40. Like, if we, if we get 40 teams in the NHL, because like, let's look. It's, it's I'm going to get, get that out of the way before we get to our get to the top three, because I know we want to get to that. But I want to get it out of the way. Because look, look, let, let, let's be real. First of all, the Canadian dollar is not strong, so it's, it makes it hard for for the fin- financial viability to put it there. Two, if do you know 
the population of Quebec City, 500,000. Like oh, oh, that was seven. 500,000. <laughs> it would, it would, it would, without a doubt, be the smallest NHL market in the entire league. Um, 500,000, that's smaller than Tucson. Tucson's getting an NHL team confirmed? Wait, by that <laughs> logic, that means Tucson, we are supporting Tucson getting a team. Thank you very much. That means the Tucson Roadrunners will be relocating to play out, out of the mullet, uh, or sorry, the Madhouse on McDowell, or they'll be whatever, and we're going to get a second team. We deserve the Battle of Arizona. If, we, if, if you guys deserve the Battle of Texas, we deserve the Battle of Arizona because Arizona is actually the state of hockey. Like we're, we're the we're the up and coming state of hockey. You know, like we're a real good hockey market. And uh, Kobe, one hundred percent. This is getting uh, clipped, and we are getting raked over the coals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wanted to get that out, out, get it out there, though. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I want to hear it. I want to hear it so bad. But let's get to our top three, Matt. Let's start with our, you know, you know, three and two. Because I think those are, you know, pretty good to talk about. Um, start with number three. Uh, what? Let's. I. We have it right there. Um, what did we say it was? Oh yeah. Start with number three. Wild Horse Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild Horse Pass. Again, I'll now explain it to people. Um, it is in the Chandler area, just south of Awatuki, um, right off of the uh, the I ten interstate. And the uh, 202 from coming from just south of South Mountain, and um, uh, that connects the East Valley to the West Valley, and the 202 that goes to, to uh, Queen Creek. Great yeah, location. It, I love it. Mm-hmm. it. It's they meet right in the middle, and and well, yeah, it's like we're talking about in the middle in the context of like trying to get the East and West Valley together. You want you do want more centralized location, but. The fact that this is off of like three different freeways that will connect to bring you anywhere from North Phoenix all the way down here to the East Valley as far as like Gilbert bringing you on over all the way over to Glendale. If you're a madman in Buckeye hopping on the 10, it'll, it'll take you right over to where you need to go. It, it brings everywhere, everyone where even, you need to go. Even another thing, I'll add this one more. If you are a hockey fan in Tucson... You can access this a little bit easier because right off the 10, and it's like the first thing you get when you reach the valley. It is considered South Valley, I believe, like Southeast. Yeah. You know. So it's, you, you, like, it would take maybe instead of a full 90 minutes, to take you 80, you know, maybe an hour to get there if you're fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arizona, yeah, we're fast. <laughs> yeah. People <laughs> yeah, like to drive fast here. I know. Um, <laughs> but, it's a good. That's a good location. I like it. Um, and it's you have a good relationship with the Gila River um, community, which is where this where Wild Horse Pass sits on. You're right next to a resort and casino. Um, it is just a bunch of open land, so you can do what you want with it. Yep. So long as you get the the proper agreements and you, and you make sure to figure out the revenue sharing, the revenue splits, how many more hotels you want, it, whether or not you can have a sports book there, all of it. It's ironed out, figured out. So, like, assuming it does, it's a great location. Like, it, it is. It's not the best location, but it is a good option. Now, I'll, I'll bring this to 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 bring up that question to you. And um, you know, we both share the same thoughts. Why is it number three and not number one? The reason it's number three is just because it's a little 
you know, southwest. Like, yes, it does. It's accessible for everyone to go over there, but it still is a bit further for some of the East Valley where, again, that's where the money's at. West Valley's the bedroom community. East Valley is where all the money is generated and all the money stands. So you want to be as close to that as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's right next to Chandler. So, like, it's there still. But you're still further away from Scottsdale. So it kind of makes things a little bit tough on that end. Because mm-hmm. so many season ticket holders are from Scottsdale and Chandler. So you want to find that nice middle ground. Still a really good location, but not quite the second or first best options. No, um, absolutely. You want to go to number two? Let's go to number two, but I, I, I feel like we're, we're forgetting something. I feel like we're right at the ad break time. Oh, we are about the ad break time. See, we will, we will get to number two. What are number two and number one? We will get to that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. All your tigers sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your afterwear. Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this. Premium shorts designed for maximum performance. Combined with unparalleled comfort, Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine with their uniquely built-in liner these shorts offer the ultimate support and flexibility ensuring you stay comfortable even during the most intense workouts and here's the best part bird dogs are more than just workout gear they're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat designed with pockets that work bird dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move so they're good with breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry with your activities whether you're on the trail the gym or simply just lounging around Bird Dogs are the shorts you've been searching for, so order your pair on Bird Do- of Bird Dogs today, joining thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockdownNHL to- and enter the promo code LockdownNHL to get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, for style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. I want to thank everyone once again for making this show your first listen every day. Be sure to click subscribe. We got a lot of Arena Saga stuff to get through in the next couple of weeks. Um, and just a lot of Coyotes content in the next couple of weeks. The draft is not too far from now. So we got to get everything going. But that said, we are continuing on today's episode. Let's get down, countdown to number two, Matt, on our, uh, on our list here of the top most viable options for the Coyotes um, in, you know, for their future. We went through all these options yesterday. Now we're counting down to what the best are. Number two, you make a deal with the Phoenix Suns, make a partnership deal, and move in downtown. Mm-hmm. And this can take form in many different ways. All right, It could be that the Matt Ishbiev buys the Arizona Coyotes and either renovates footprint or decides I'm just going to build a new arena that will accommodate both. I bring up Glendale all the time when it comes to – a hockey arena that you can accommodate basketball for. As long as you build it properly, it's fine. There is no revenue split. And one of the biggest things is is NHL wants to own their buildings. Well, if, if you own the building, that's still one way to own the building. You could do a partnership where uh, they go 50-50 on renovating the building, re-renovating it one more time to make it compatible for hockey or a little more compatible for hockey. Or on a brand-new arena in downtown Phoenix, you could tear something else down. One potential thing you could do is just – tear down footprint center itself after they like renovate up, let's say Madhouse or Glendale just enough to keep them there like for two years, like while it's being built more likely you stay at footprint while a different arena is being built in downtown. Something else gets demolished. 
but there's so many different angles and ways you can go about it, whatever makes the most sense, so long as they can figure out the revenue split and the advertising, this and that. Look, it's possible. It's doable. It will be more simple should Matt Ishbia have the interest to just buy the Coyotes outright and say, I'll, I'll have a second toy. Well, third, because I have the Mercury as well. I'll have a third toy, and there you go. But that, there are so many different ways you could do it, so much versatility that no matter which way, whether you think, oh, playing here temporarily to just destroy footprint and rebuild it is kind of dumb, sure. But that's just one potential way you could make it work of all these different multitudes of ways you could make it work. Yeah, and it's very – and, you know, I like I like the idea of – them being in downtown especially like whether again you have that option of just completely you know rebuilding footprint center from the ground up or um heck let's say maybe at this point the um the diamondbacks had already found their way out there's like mm -hmm. it's like they already found their new place it's like chase field's empty so all right demolish that site build something new um mm -hmm. make it make put 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 a new arena there that can perfectly house both hockey and basketball um because then you're not too far off. You're still right off of a light rail line. That's the thing I like really much. So you're right off the light rail line, which makes it such a nice uh, thing because you can easily get people from Mesa and people from, you know, like the, uh, you know, just what North, yeah, like North Midtown area. So it's easy for to get a lot of people into downtown, um, but high volume amount of people into downtown to get to these games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, one thing that we haven't had for a long time is Westgate. You kind of have to make the conscious decision to get there. One thing I love about the, the West Valley feel is the fact that we all have that, that their American freedom where you got your cars, you can go here and there, but the further East you go, it's a lot more public transport. It's a lot more, Hey, we're already downtown. I'm going to this bar. I'm going to this restaurant, that champion sports district. There's a sports book, a bunch of bars, a bunch of restaurants, a lot of stuff to do in downtown. You can just wander around oh, what's going on at the arena tonight? And let's just say it's the temporary option or just the Coyotes, you know, whatever. It's like you might deal with some bad sight lines, so you'll have some cheaper tickets, meaning some people will just kind of wander in. That's additional beer sales, additional pretzel and food sales, additional potentially hat, you know, jersey merchandise sales, additional ticket sales, and potentially brand new fans stumbling their way in there. Or even like, I know about the Coyotes, but never cared to go. Well, that's your opportunity. And Javier Gutierrez talked how much about the fans in waiting. That's a good way to capitalize on it. And they just haven't had that. Mullet doesn't give them that because all the tickets are already pretty much sold out. Like, and, and it's on the college campus. You might get some college kids wandering in, but not too many. Like, if it was on Mill Lab, it'd be different. Like, that's, that's right. a pretty good you know, comparison. But you, just, you don't have that where you're at now. You didn't have that in Glendale, unfortunately. And you know what? that's a really good way to make more fans. And you can't tell me people haven't gotten bored and gone to some Rattlers, Mercury or Suns games down there. Especially. Um, and it, you kind of, you, you kind of touched on that, but the idea that you you see people kind of filing in that way. Um, I'll give a, I'll give a really good example. And I'm, and like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a perfect example because like people already knew about, uh, you know, about this situation and, or like, but what's going on in downtown of this city. Everyone knows I'm, I'm born and raised in San Jose. I've been talked about it a couple times already this week. Um, if you're going to a Sharks game, or let's say, you know, back then the Sabercats, you know, you might be at a bar downtown um, in San Pedro Square or whatever, and then you walk down uh, Santa Clara or Alameda Street on your way down to the SAP Center. Everyone's doing that. 
all of a sudden you have other people in San Pedro Square or downtown San Jose. Wait, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to the uh, we're going to the arena. We're going to watch the Sharks. We're going to watch the Sabercats. Like it worked that way. You, you saw so many people walking that walk in that direction. Like a lot of people walk in that direction. So the mm-hmm. same thing similar happened that in downtown Phoenix for you know a partnership with the Suns and the Coyotes. They can bring a lot of people into both of those games. Yeah, and, and it's it's something that downtown is unique in, and the only comparable would be where they're at now with Mullet if Mullet was a bigger venue because you'll have some college kids wandering around, but it's just not to the same degree, and people gather. you know, Not to sound too bleeding hard on you, but people gather and like to get together and, and like to – Hey, what's going on here? And socialize and form some friendships. It's our natural. It's it's natural on us to want to do that. Mm -hmm. We are social creatures, literally evolved to be in groups. Like we're we're not quite like you know uh, uh, sugar gliders where we die without people, but like we're we're almost there. Like if we don't have human interaction, so it's like we love to gather and socialize, and that downtown is perfect for it which is funny because like if you're downtown it is one of the 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 weirdest like everyone looks acts is different uh visually uh when it comes to different sexualities genders races and it's like and they're all just hanging out doing like similar stuff right (laughs) i mean that's what makes it cool that's what i love that's what i love about it especially when it comes to you know um these teams, when they put out diversity nights too, hey, celebrate those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a really good option. I love downtown as an option, but why is it number two and not number one? It's just because they're, it, it entirely hinges upon the assumption that Matt Ispia is interested. Now, he seems very pro-consumer. I love the move of putting Suns games on regular TV again, and I, I love how he's like, we're not worried about making money. Now, that's kind of a lie, all right? He does want to make money, but his primary source of income is not coming from the Suns. And he even said the money will come. We want more eyeballs. And I, I mentioned on my personal Twitter when the news first came out, cynically, yes, you're going to increase the eyeballs, which increases the ad rates, which increases the amount you could charge to broadcast the games. That being said, that's a long-term plan. You're giving up money right now for the long-term because you want to be accessible. And while everything has a bit of a cynical angle, He's still being pro-consumer, still being forward-thinking, and he's someone that I, I think he, if he sees potential to make some money and make some people happy as well, he seems like the kind of guy that would want to do that. And Morello, he likes making money, and uh, like, like Craig Morgan mentioned on a different show, is that he also tends to hold on to his investments. So if you have that nice partnership, whether it's in a, a new building, whether it's in 50-50 renovations to make it a little more, it like, doesn't really matter – you know, re-renovate the building, you can still make that work, but it all hinges upon Matt Ishbia having the interest in wanting to do it. And that's speculation. We don't know if that's the case. I mean, maybe he is. We don't know. Um, yeah, and we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. But if that's a possibility, I think it turns from a possibility to like, whole, like you know, holy crap, this very this seems like a re- very, very real thing. It also does seem, and because of that, you know, because of maybe take you a little bit back a little bit too, because because Morello himself is committed to trying to keep keep the team here, so he seems to have an, a personal investment on making sure it happens. And cynically, Sahara bets. Optimistically, regardless of that of that Sahara bets, 
he still wants the team here. And that's all I care for. I am like any any one of you out there. I only care for him for his money because I just want the Coyotes to stay here. If it means, all right, billionaires got to make some money on, on sportsbook, I don't care. I personally love sports betting, so I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, go, go for it. There are you people dragged there. poor Carl to make him do some bets on your show, <laughs> you sick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It made, it made me feel great. Uh, but let's, you know, let's go ahead and get to honorable mentions before we get to number one. So we're going to get to all those honorable mentions. Let's start off with uh, honorable mention number one. The uh, other Salt River location at Talking Stuck Resort. Yeah, um, it's... it's a good location. It's actually a really nice location. You're right next to the resort. You're right off the 101. It's pretty easy access. The reason why it's an honorable mention and not in the top three, and you and and I think you mentioned it in yesterday's episode. You also uh, and you also mentioned it off the air. It is a better site for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, it, it just it makes more sense for the D-backs. And unless you know Kendrick sells, we get a nice uh, billionaire owner that has that that big vision. And it's like, hey, yeah, I can see it with Alex Morello. I just it, it seems like more of a the D-backs would just do it themselves and try to do it a little more basic, you know. So it, it it fits them to like me personally. It's just the way I see that. And then it also would conveniently open up that that nice plot of land for the Coyotes and and Ishbia to make that nice new arena. <laughs> exactly right um that's that's a reason why honorable mention plus that's also another thing too it's also right across the street from uh from salt river fields so mm-hmm. so it, like, it, it works you can also you, have, you know hey we want to use this or that or hey our our training facility is right over there like it just it, it works it just it works it works so like you know yeah sure you can you you know you can be uh selfish if you're a coyotes fan and be like you know what i really like this location i want it but for the sake of sports in arizona we'll concede it to the diamondbacks if they make that if they're able to make that happen that's the reason I like why Ishbia and i like the downtown site i'm i'm, I'm selfish that, i'm greedy there we go i love that, I love that. <laughs> Honorable mention number two, uh, Fiesta Mall. Uh, the abandoned mall in West Mesa, just off the 60 west and east of the 101. Great location, ease of access, centralized, uh, and as simple as just a um, you know a private land sale. The reason why it's only honorable mention is because while the location is centralized, I don't think it's the most ideal Everything around it isn't really developed as it should be, unless you go south of the 60. Mesa south of the 60, great. Mesa north of the 60, no, could be better. Yeah, and it's it also wouldn't be quite as big as you would like for the extra stuff because arenas themselves, and it's one of the few things that the no campaign was correct about, arenas themselves do not generate the kind of economic development you would like, but the hotels, the retail, shopping, having additional housing there, that starts to generate the money and the space probably isn't there for all of that. You could probably throw parking garage. Yeah. An extra hotel, excuse me, an extra hotel, maybe, 
you, you you can do some residential similar to Westgate, but it would still be really tight. It's just it's not ideal. But theoretically, depending on if that if it is owned by a private entity now, you could completely skip over having to meet with the city because it should be zoned properly. It should be as simple as a land sale. That being said, that doesn't mean that it is, but theoretically should be. But it's also further down on the list. It is further down on the list, but and like there's a lot of things that could go right with it. It just, yeah, there's a lot of things that they still have to take care of, make sure everything falls into place. Heck, they, it, it, I do firmly believe it is a private land sale, but that would also require Alex Morello to reach out to that private developer, drop a, you know, a giant wad of cash and be like, give it to me. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these all get, are, are, you know, contingent upon hey, do they want to sell? And the only confirmation we have of any interest as of right now ties in very well with the number one selection, the most viable. And Robin, you have a nice diagram, nice picture waiting for us. Lay it on us. Here we go. And is here is our number one right at the... Uh, right on the Salt River Reservation land just north of the banks of the Salt River just north of just north and east of Tampa. Look at that dump in the background. Robin did a phenomenal see job that orange, highlighting yeah, see that red. Or, like if those that are watching on YouTube, yeah, see that orange outline in the background? That is the location of the uh the Tempe compost yard where the Ted was supposed to be. This red, the nice. red was seen right in front of us. That is where the coyotes very well could be mm -hmm. like that is so close you can see both with downtown tempe so close you can see sun devil stadium you can see um you can, a little bit on this on this diagram you can see a tip of tempe marketplace um it's you know it's a great location you could be cynical but also you know this land should already be taken care of for the most part. The Phoenix Rising used it um, in their, you know, early in their earlier years before they went to Wild Horse Pass and then before they went to the airport location. Um, so it can be used. And and yes, my outline is pretty big. If you're making any comment, I just kind of did it in a quick, you know, say like, hey, this is their, this is probably the entire plot of land. They can build in anywhere within that plot of land. And it's right by Oceanside, which is not by the ocean. I just I love pointing that out. But like right there, you know, you can see where where the valuable dump is, and then you can see where the, this nice land is. Where it's the only one so far that has any confirmation, not the land specifically, but with the owners of the land, the Salt River Indian community, having conversations with the coyotes, a good relationship with the coyotes. You can see. Everything in Tempe, so you could still partner with ASU. You can maintain those partnerships, maintain mm -hmm. all your community events and whatnot with the community iceplex. So much stuff you could still do while, you know, not not uh, uh, cynically not giving too much revenue over to, to the no, yeah, because you're on you because you're on the the east side of McClintock, which means that the revenue split is going towards Salt River, not the Tempe. Is that if a district there or some kind of development there succeeds, Tempe has to just sit there and watch. Yeah. 
Imagine that, just sitting there and watching. Because one of the main reasons I really thought the TED was going to go through before the referendum was ever a thing was why would Tempe residents want to deal with the traffic and not the, the benefit? Because everyone knows that is like that there have been conversations with the Salt River Indian community, and it's very much been implied that is the plot of land. They've also shown they've worked with previous uh, with a previous sports team, which gaslit me because I remember years ago driving through, and I I was like, wait, isn't that the, the Rising Stadium near uh, near Tempe, near ASU? And then one day I don't know where the hell it is anymore, and I'm just confused, and I've been gaslit. And it's there, yes. Uh, I mean, you can still see like a fence in the way back side of it. It says rising, mm-hmm. um, so there's still some sign that it used to be there. Um, but it's, it's it, they haven't been there in a couple years. In a couple years, I think they the rising went to Wild Horse Pass in 21, right after the pandemic, um, and then now they're like I mentioned, now they're right at their location just off of. Uh, just off of Washington next to, you know, just north of the airport. Um, but this location is perfect just for all those reasons. And, and you're right. Yeah. You know, why would, you know, like Tempe, like, especially even before with referenda or not, why would Tempe voters, you know, want the traffic, but not the benefit because you know, the exit they had to take is McClint is the McClintock exit, which is still on Tempe. <laughs> It is um, um, asinine. It, it is it is insane. It is uh, bewildering, befuddling. It is. Yeah. I, I am confused and baffled. But you know what? They're lost. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? And I will say this: Tempe will still get some minor benefit. There might be mm-hmm. some people who decide to park at Tempe Marketplace, dine there because there's a lot of restaurants there at Tempe Marketplace, maybe even do some pre-shopping or whatever, and then hop on over to the other side of the Salt River and go to a game. That's mm-hmm. a possibility, and that's a way that Tempe still gets some kind of benefit. But nowhere near as much benefit as they would if they actually had it on site. I'm just more happy that we can maintain the relationship with ASU, which regardless, they, they still will maintain that relationship. Yeah. I just don't know what it looks like. You know, if the coyotes are back in downtown, like it, it'll probably, I feel like it would just, it would be a little lesser than what it is or any other location. So it's like, I do like the proximity and also I still like Tempe. I might disagree with a lot of their very misinformed voters, but I still like Tempe and uh, you know, Forks up, boys. I'm not. I'm not. You know, turning my back on ASU hockey. Another another reason why I'm gonna. I you know I also have this plot at my number one, and I think any Coyotes fan will agree with me on this, and or they'll remember any of this. This was the discussion of a site that's been like you know the Coyotes have, Coyotes fans have been thinking about this site. Not just, you know, maybe for the last week, not just for the last year. People have been thinking about it for the last, what, five, ten years. They look oh, at I'm that so site and they're up. like, oh, my <laughs> God. I Like the 101, where the, where the 101 meets the 202 north of Tempe on Salt River tribal land. Why don't we build there? Because we know Glendale doesn't want us. We're on the year-to-year lease at that time. Why don't we build there? Can you build that the opportunity? Graphic? Real quick, can you can you please bring back up the graphic? I just I, I want 
to show how full circle this has come. So uh, correct me if I am wrong, but I do not think I am because you can see the tip of Tempe Marketplace that by the tip of Tempe Marketplace, you can see a nice little plot of dirt that used to be a golf course that was the original site the Coyotes were trying to partner with ASU to build uh, the old arena in 2017 before that fell through because the ownership are, group didn't have the money. You then you correct. have Mullet. You have the Coyotes trying to build back there in the orange, you know, the dump. And then right back over here in the nice red bit of land where it's perfect, the Coyotes and being along this freeway, the Coyotes and being in the East Valley right around Tempe or in Tempe, it needs to happen. It is a match made in heaven. I, I am a firm believer that, and I, I, I kind of even had this thought even before we even did this episode, um, before we even did yesterday's episode, that the best site for the Arizona Coyotes will, um, will most likely be right off 202 Red Mountain. Like, and if, if for those that are not Valley inclined and don't know what, you know, not from the Phoenix area, 202 is a loop. So they have 202 different sides. 202 Red Mountain runs from downtown Phoenix all the way to uh, the Red Mountain area side of East Mesa. Perfect location. Anywhere along that, unless you go too far in East Mesa, then that's another story. That's why that's what makes this location perfect. Hundred percent, completely agree. And considering that, if you pull back, if 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 talks go smoothly, and you can let's just say Matt Ishby is cool and say you can you could temporarily be here, you break the mole at least a year early, so you only do two years, not three, and then you're playing at Footprint Center just temporarily. And, and the, the opening date is 2026, 2027. That would have been about a decade in the making, trying to be in that Tempe area and making it happen. And it's a perfect location. It is the perfect location. Absolutely. And we are running out of time here. So I'm going to turn to you for any final thoughts you might have on these top three that we mentioned today. Uh, let's get it done. And uh, to the Salt River Indian community, we love your land. Please let us build. I absolutely love to hear that. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. We're going to be producing as much content as we can over the next uh, several months regarding the arena saga, regarding the draft, regarding all things Arizona Coyotes. Locked on Coyotes will be your place for Arizona Coyotes news every five days a week, Monday through Friday. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Be sure to interact with us. Ask us a question you might have. Anything about the Arizona Coyotes, we'll answer them right back or on a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Once again, thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.